When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking some pop culture, a little bit of current events. And that's just what we do. It's what we've been doing for uh, quite some time. My co-host Katie is going to be joining me. And uh, this is basically just an episode where we're going to be talking to y'all. So jump in the comments if you'd like uh, about some things that are going on, uh, you know, right now in the here and now. Uh, And also a bit of... uh, I don't know, but mainly like what's on your mind. So this is definitely a Geekscape Live audience-focused episode. We'll be talking, of course, about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and I'll also be giving you thoughts on New Mutants and Bill and Ted Face the Music, along with some other news and going-ons. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're doing. The reason for that is, uh, in all honesty, I've spent the last couple of days calling up fellow um, podcasters, fellow friends of mine who do kind of the same kind of stuff that Geekscape does. And um, just kind of thinking to myself, there's stuff that's more important than Geekscape. How do I get myself fired up to do some Geekscapes? Not that I'm not fired up to be here now, but I think that we have built this platform over uh, a very long time. And we should use that platform for good. We're kind of in a bit of a crisis moment as a nation and as a world. Globally, we're facing pandemic. Nationally, we're facing civil unrest. And I think that it's imperative for all of you who are Geekscapists, who are listening right now, uh, to go out there this November and vote. I think that's a message that I'm going to be carrying for every episode from here on out. Uh, if you're not registered to vote, it's real easy. It is super easy. Uh, you just go to www.vote.gov uh, vote.gov, and register to vote. I recently re-registered to vote because I changed addresses. And when I did, it was awesome. I just kind of like went to the USPS, the Postal Service, and uh, I went to their website to forward my mail. And they had a little box that said, do you want to uh, change your voting address as well and register to vote at your new address? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, I checked that little box that said volunteer as a poll worker on uh, on, on voting day, November 3rd. It's coming up quick. And like I said... It's really important for you to vote. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I will tell you that this, uh, you know, mainstream media idea that both sides are similar is ridiculous. I think that the horse race is imperative for them to think, oh, yeah, well, uh, there's looters on this side and there's militias on this side and there's and both sides are, are troublemakers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I The only thing that I can see is that 
there was a parade down Ventura Boulevard blocking traffic and uh, terrorizing people, and it was full of Trump like flags and don't tread on me flags. Uh, and the trucks were pretty big. So there was a lot of small penis stuff going on in that parade. And I don't really see a whole lot of trucks running around being like Biden and Kamala Harris, <laughs> you know, just shooting paintballs at people who are terrorizing and this and that. And, uh, and Tifa airlines, did you hear that in the news? The president came out and said that there's airlines full of thugs that are ready to go to cities and, and cause mayhem and havoc. Uh, well, that's weird. Uh, I, it made me think of like the, the troop carrier that they use in the expendables to go to like some third world, like South American country, uh, to, to fight whoever it is that they have to fight in the expendables. Uh, yeah, no, the whole narrative is insane. Uh, I, I don't think both sides are equal and all you have to do to tell yourself, uh, to check and see whether or not both sides are equal is ask yourself if today when we're recording this on, uh, September 2nd, 2020, if four years ago in 2016, if things were better or worse, did we have a raging pandemic that could have been prevented? Do, did we have civil unrest? Uh, did any of this stuff happen? Uh, to a degree, yes, we ha- we did have some police killings. We did have that stuff, but going and having these mass protests and then the uh, resulting uh, reaction to protests. Remember, protest is the one that's in the Constitution. Uh, <laughs> we have not had that. And you can always argue that the Second Amendment is also in the Constitution. But I think the Second Amendment was to form a militia to uh, overthrow a government. And I don't think the government who they're fighting on this one at all. Uh, so again, register to vote, please. It is important. Uh, vote. Gov, and that is my plug for voting. Uh, here is Katie, hey! my co-host. <laughs> Katie, how are you? Uh, th- you think the kids got the message on that one? I sure hope so, because I'm going to say, go vote, please, um, and get your early ballot as soon as possible. Because yeah, uh, Mark and I first—it was our first time traveling outside of the house this week, and it was during this massive Ventura Boulevard Trump rally thing going on. And I'm not going to lie, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you live like a few blocks from Ventura Boulevard, and like a block, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, let's dox you. Go, let's go ahead and just give your address out on the internet. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so you live like a block from there, and then uh, suddenly on Sunday, there's a Trump rally going down the street by your house. Uh, how annoying was yeah. it? Um, incredibly annoying. Well, f- first we were, we were just hanging out in the house. Um, and you know, typical Sunday afternoon, just chilling, playing some video games and whatnot. And we're like, Oh, we got to get out. But we kept hearing this like loud horn. I was like, do we have a train nearby? Is there a train track nearby? Cause it sounded like a giant train was rolling through and honking its horn. No, they were like military tanks and Mack trucks that were going down the street. Wait, you said tanks? Tanks, yeah, military tanks with like Trump flags on them and the whole camo and everything. I, I'm not kidding. Like, it's kind of shocking how normal that's becoming down Ventura Boulevard. All these like tanks. And I thought it was for the protests and things like that. And, you know, towards the beginning of quarantine, when we had a lot of like the military potential happening around the area. Um, no, now it's just it's for rallies. And apparently they also had two helicopters flying around because why it, it just it felt need, like, they were, like they were you need flight 
like you need, I know you need flight clearance for helicopters. Like That's these aren't just I drones. Like you need flight clearance for helicopters. I know this because I went in. A, I went up in the air in a jetpack yesterday. I don't know if you saw the news. Was that you? That was, was me. That? Why did you do that next to LAX, dude? <laughs> uh, Geekscape is the other thing that happened. I think late Sunday night was that airlines coming into LAX. A couple planes reported seeing a man in a jetpack flying around three thousand feet in the air, and they were going. And they were they were telling the LAX tower that a man was flying around in a jetpack. And I did, you know what? I just wanted to test it out. I just wanted to see how high it would go. And if it got me to the moon and I could leave this cursed planet, I was going to do it. So, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. It's good Dude reasoning. in a jetpack flying around jet- LAX. That, like that's the least crazy thing. And also <laughs> <laughs> that's been happening lately. And also David Blaine is like hovering over Arizona with a bunch of balloons right now. Yeah, he. he I assumed that was David Blaine, so now I know it's you. It is David Blaine, and he's just a big Up fan. He loves (laughs) he loves all the Pixar movies. Next, he's going to try and do Inside Out with his emotions, and maybe (laughs) go to the Land of the Dead, like we saw in uh, in uh, what was the uh, the the one about my my people, Uh, (laughs) uh, Coco. Uh, oh my god, that Kate, made me cry so hard. But uh, I, I put it in the chat. But uh, you're a little hot on your mic. If you don't mind, like just just like don't touch it, but like move it away a little away from your mouth. There you go. There you go. I think that's a little better. Uh, Nick Spanis on the chat wants to know, uh, Katie, were these civilian tanks? I mean, honestly, if you would have done this ten years ago, you could have seen Ventura Boulevard filled up with a parade of Hummers and a bunch of dudes like in, uh, you know, in, in tight designer jeans and stuff like that's something that's happened on Ventura Boulevard a lot. Remember the hum, the, remember the scourge of like Hummers that LA suffered like yeah. 10 years ago, everybody had a Hummer. People loved those things. Yeah, I they, didn't, they, didn't I... love the, they didn't love the, the gas. gas mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they still kept them and they still kept them going. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what the heck this was. I assume they were military tanks because they looked like they came straight out of the desert. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> My question is this, what's a civilian tank? I think he's being ironic. <laughs> okay, all right. When the question is, are these civilian tanks? No, there are uh, no civilian tanks. Someone retrofitted one. They're like, oh, I got it at a, a used car sale. It was a big old tank. When uh, we were making a Dock of the Dead a few years ago, I went down to, uh, it was like Downey. It was off the five. And there was a, a person that made like bug out shelters. He he would get these uh, enormous like oil drums, huge ones. Like you'd use, I mean, probably the ones that you'd use for a gas station, but they're huge. And he would retrofit them with air conditioning filters, air conditioning units, living quarters, things like that. Enormous, enormous. They're they're the size of an apartment. And then he uh, provided like this bug out uh, service where he would go and then bury it somewhere in the desert, give you the keys. And now you had like a fallout shelter, like in freaking fallout, the video game, you'd have a fallout shelter that when the S hit the fan, you could (laughs) then go and live in this shelter. And I interviewed the guy and he showed me one of these fallout shelters and talked about where, where he had them. Uh, or who he makes them for. And I asked him, I said, I said, do you have, I mean, you make these, you must have a fallout shelter of your own. And he's like, yeah, I do. And uh, I said, okay. and I said, and like, where is it? And he's like, I can't tell you. Cause then if you know anything happens, I try and go to my fallout shelter. Maybe you'll already be in there waiting for me with a gun. Oh, and no. I said, I said, no, no, no. The, the reason I'm asking this is if <laughs> you're in Los Angeles and you build fallout shelters 
And then you build the thing out in the desert, like in Barstow or something, which is a two hour, it's like a two hour drive. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's say the, the shit does hit the fan. Um, have you been in five o'clock Los Angeles traffic? You're not making it to Barstow. You have to already be living. You have to be living in your fallout shelter when the shit hits the van. So for every, everybody preparing for the Civil War, and again, this is my reminder, uh, please vote November 3rd. Register to vote at vote.gov. Uh, go ahead and do it. Um, you have to be living in these bug out shelters by the time the Civil War starts or you're meat. You end yeah. up becoming food. Yeah, you know, I have been prepared for a long time that I'm probably going to die in the apocalypse. It's just going to happen. I'm not even going to fight it. Like, look, I have some skills, and they are all digital. Like, I cannot do practical. Mau Mau on uh, Twitch says, well, that's why I live in the woods. Uh, I got to tell you, they ain't going to tell you which woods they live in. But the woods is the woods has, like, things that will provide for you. There's animals. There's You can build a shelter. There's all sorts of stuff out in the woods. Uh, but again, as we learned in the zombie documentary and building the, making the zombie documentary, there's nothing you can build that humans cannot get into. Everything <laughs> anybody has ever built has gotten into, yep. uh, humans have figured it out, you know? So, uh, the, the I will Civil say War... though, if any of my Minecraft skills have translated, I'll just be <laughs> punching trees the whole time. <laughs> again, I'm going to die in the apocalypse. <laughs> It's set in stone here. <laughs> uh, my my advice to all of you uh, is, and this is an honest advice, especially like during the pandemic and this and that, is without your health, you have nothing. So, you know, stay fit, eat well, do, you know, it's hard for us geeks. Like I love snacking. I eat, I, this is what I, every day I have one of those, uh, and they're not even like the good coffee. They're the straight out of like freaking 7-Eleven bottled mocha frappuccinos that starbucks puts in the bottle i have one of those a day um, oh, and it doesn't matter if i run or don't run in the morning i have one of those with my eggs and my turkey bacon whatever i but you need your health because this freaking pandemic it doesn't you know it doesn't sit that, well it doesn't sit well and as we heard, learned on la- the last episode geekscape is katie's boyfriend josh his father was you know was perfectly healthy for his age claimed by coronavirus and now there's this news i don't know if you if you saw this yeah. news but it's on instagram the rock funny. has coronavirus yeah like like the rock posted on instagram that his entire family got coronavirus and he and his wife actually got pretty sick they're feeling better now but if the rock who is oh i think, I think let's see let me count them uh top three human physiques of all time I, I, we can yeah. do this yeah. uh okay top three i'm gonna go okay. with the rock yes i'm going to go with uh chris helmsworth okay yeah okay, okay. i'm gonna go with chris helmsworth this is my 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 I'm... perfect perfect physique draft and i'm doing males only i'm gonna say lebron james who at wow. like 38 39 is still like in his prime in the nba so i'm gonna go with those three uh perfect physiques and one of them the rock got corona and it made him pretty sick so yeah well and there is there's a lot of people that have been affected by this and it's it's sometimes really hard to tell where you get it because they're talking about 
about how it's airborne, it's aerosols that can stay in the air for hours and possibly even days. Like it's, there's a lot of it. I think the thing that's really frustrating about all this is that the science is still very new and we're seeing a lot of the science unfold as we go. And I know many people have quoted to me the the 6% thing where it's like 6% of people who died of coronavirus were also coexisting, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, if I had a cold and got the coronavirus, I would likely kick it because... this thing takes over in such a horrible, horrible way and it goes fast. And yes, even, even people who are completely fit are getting knocked down by this. And we don't even know the repercussions of what's going to happen further down the line. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you are a top fit, you will probably have heart issues for the rest of your life. If you get coronavirus Um, and people saying that it's their right not to wear a mask, Fine, but do that on your own because you can still be giving it to other people. So it's your right to also be responsible towards other people. Yeah, and, and, and are these the same people that were protesting uh, Kevorkian helping people kill themselves? Because it sounds like so right. a lot of these people just kind of want to kill themselves. Rick, though, on YouTube says, you forgot that Sam has a great physique. No homo, he says. Can I say <laughs> that? I don't know the politics of still saying no homo immediately after. You can uh, appreciate re- like, the same like, sex. <laughs> you can absolutely. <laughs> like, I've been in the room with both. the. I've talked to The Rock. I've talked to Chris oh. Helmsworth. I've been in the room with these individuals. I felt like a piece of primordial sludge next to those men. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, I... I never had to, in parentheses, say no homo. I will just uh, (laughs) totally straight hetero say I appreciated those men's physiques. I think they're amazing. And LeBron James, if you are watching this, I got to tell you, love you, man. Uh, Definitely heartbroken that my beloved always will be underdogs. Utah Jazz were eliminated last night from the playoffs. But you know what? This is Geekscape. And if you can't geek out of everything that you love here, where else can you? And damn, was I screaming my head off. They lost by two in a seven-game <laughs> series. Jim Pagarnelli says, tell the six percenters that they can eat 94% of what I left them <laughs> in my toilet. Uh, I posted it on Facebook, but my view really on the 6% non-comorbidity, it's only killed 6% of people that didn't have previous you know, ailments or comorbidities. Uh, you know, so that's like if you have pneumonia or if you have a weak heart or if you're taking medication for uh, breathing or, or, or blood pressure or you're overweight or have diabetes. If you die with any of those things, it's a, it's classified as a comorbidity. And the CDC came out and kind of irresponsibly, I, there's yeah. a part of me that feels like when they got defunded, they were, you know, it's like, oh, you can keep your doors open, but you kind of have to push our propaganda. This uh, 6% thing is like 6% people who are perfectly healthy have died of coronavirus. Everything else was a comorbidity. If you are arguing that 6% rule, all that whole factoid, all I know is that you skipped the entire AIDS epidemic because <laughs> that is an immunodeficiency right. virus. 
right. you you it's going to affect a lot you of things. die of things that you were sick of like you, you get yeah. the flu you die it destroys your immunity it, 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 it yeah. your entire defensive system is attacked by that thing right and, it's like a bull in a china shop like it's just going to knock everything over and anything that was even teetering on being an issue is is going to be knocked down and by the way i didn't say this before and i'm really uh, regretting it but mao mao what's up dude <laughs> <laughs> what's up mao mao in the house <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do love our live viewers uh and geekscapists who are listening to us on the podcast you can find us on twitch youtube uh facebook talk to us we love talking to you all um here's something that's funny we were talking about uh, lebron james i mentioned lebron james if you're watching this yes. and the offer still stands if you're in the nba bubble in orlando and you're watching this <laughs> just to stave off boredom uh please like you're welcome to come on geekscape anytime so i record a few different uh podcasts that i produce for other people and listen to this ronnie Chang, who's you know he's uh, a daily show correspondent he's got a netflix special uh right now he's a stand-up comic he was in uh crazy rich asians yeah he was he, he was the guest on this other podcast and i'll tell you i think he's in the shang chi master of kung fu a marvel movie uh he's like he, he was a guest he didn't talk about shang chi he cannot talk about ndas NDAs he's got man. ndas but ronnie uh was a guest on this other podcast and you know so i'm i'm looped into the emails because i produced the podcast mm-hmm. and I get this email yesterday morning uh, as I'm like literally just emailing Ronnie for a bio and a headshot that I can use in promoting the episode. Yeah. And, and Ronnie goes, wait, are you the same Jonathan London that hosted geek drone back in the day with like the, the podcast? I listened to you every episode when I was in university. Shut up, dude. That's he, awesome. Like all, no, all caps, like CCing everyone else who's involved in the project, CCing at the bottom of the email. Here's my bio in, in headshot. Oh, wait a minute. All caps. Are you the Jonathan London that was? I listen to every episode. So, of course, I invited. Please tell Ronnie. me that you of know. Of course, you- I invited Ronnie onto the show. Of course. <laughs> He's going to be in Shang Chi. <laughs> master of kung fu i was hoping that you would just be like no that's not me dude but thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh meow meow does say listen meow meow was like hey i'm here for el sassy pants uh if you are here for katie meow meow i'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> any day of the week you do not have to be here for me but he definitely says that the silver hawk was in crazy rich asians hey he is a crush of meow meows yeah i think yeah. ronnie was awesome ronnie Chang's amazing uh we'll see what happens i don't know whether he comes on geekscape or not it doesn't matter i just thought it was Funny cool come that on. it was just cool that anybody uh, uh you know if yeah. anybody who listens to the show you never know who's watching your shows you never know who's like consuming your art your music right. i tell this to all the creatives out there all the people who are thinking about like oh maybe i should pick up a guitar maybe i should tell that person what i think uh maybe i should during quarantine like write that novel that i was thinking about just do it get it out there digital distribution this was back in 2005 so like yeah you gotta get it out there there's more channels now you don't you never know who's watching you never know like who's going to be inspired by something and also like it's something that i brought up on my my game room today it's just like that thing that you've been thinking about constantly and it's just been nagging at you, just do it. Like who cares about what people like preconceived notions or judgments or anything like that, because someone's going to be affected by how great you are and how passionate you are about what it is that you want to do. So just do the thing and show people what it is that like you love about 
whatever the thing is. Um, yeah. Oh, here comes Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a uh, that was an email fifteen like years in the uh, follow up, and it awesome. was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and and Heidi says, "Oh, wait a minute, I watched that Netflix special." That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, Ronnie is hilarious. And it was very flattering to hear him say like, oh, dude, like when I was in university, I listened to your podcast and it's amazing. And I said, well, come on to Geekscape. Come hang out with us. And you don't have to listen to Geekscape. You can listen to anything on the Geekscape network. I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Kelly's Horror Movie Night. I'm going to be uh, on an episode of that Oof, in the future talking about Chud. I don't know if you all ever saw that 80s oh, movie. Oh, my gosh. Cannibalistic humanoid underground Dwellers, dwellers, under dwellers. Yeah, we're going to be on that one. That's a Daniel Stern classic horror movie. Uh, when you think of Daniel Stern, I don't want you thinking about City Slickers, and I don't want you thinking about Home Alone. I wow. want you thinking about Chud. Chud. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll be on that uh, probably in the next couple of months. And then wh- what do I got? Um, we got uh, One Hit Thunder, which is a fun podcast. With Chris Fafalios from Punchline, who do our theme song. They talk about One Hit Wonders, and they listen to the whole discography, and they're like, wait. This band was actually pretty good. Or they'd say, oh, no, wait, this band stunk. <laughs> they only had one hit for a reason. Um, and then there's 91 Donkey Lane, which is like an improvised comedy podcast with different mm-hmm. scenarios that I think, actually, now that I think about it, you should be on, Katie. Okay. Should absolutely be a guest on it. that. Um, <laughs> Derek Cranavelt says, uh, I feel like this Chud episode has been teased for years at this point. As it has been. I... Uh, I told, the, I told the boys years ago I would be on to record uh, a Chud episode. I have flaked on them ever since. And now... Dude, you got to get to it. I got nowhere to run. I got nowhere to run. And as Jim Togamali says, Daniel Stern and John Hurd and Chud, oh, which is their right. Home Alone double threat, because John Hurd played the dad in that's Home right. Alone. Oh, man, John Hurd. He was so good in that, too. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. But... um. I remember I referenced Chud in like a family email one time. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I was maybe I had had a drink in me. I don't know. <laughs> I my dad emails me back and like so innocent. I love my dad so much. He's so innocent in this stuff, and he's just like, "What is a chud?" And I'm like trying to explain. And he like he even called me up and was like, "What is this? I don't understand." I was like, "It's I. Uh, it's a whole. It's a." Uh, don't worry about it, Dad. Listen, Katie, there's only one answer for a family member asking you on a family text what a chud is. <laughs> it's you just write, you'll find out. Dot 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 dot. Like that's it. That's it. And like the opportunity. Okay. Whenever, yeah. What is a chud? And if anybody ever asks me what is a chud, I look them <laughs> in the eyes and I say, you'll find out. <laughs> no. just like, uh, I know that uh, it's been spoiled by technology, but whenever you got like a uh, uh, like a wrong number phone call, and now obviously with our phones, it, if it's a wrong number, it just goes straight to voicemail. Because <laughs> it's yeah, it's usually spam. Yeah. So uh, back in the day when it, when you would pick up, I, I don't recognize this number, uh, and you'd pick up, and somebody would would ask for somebody who's not there. I think I've told the story, a pretty sad story on the phone, where. I picked up the phone and somebody was like, Hey, Reggie. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this isn't Reggie. He's like, quit playing boy. This is your dad. And I'm like, I'm sorry. This isn't Reggie. He's like, your mom make you do this. And I was like, I'm sorry. You have the right number. And, and, and he, and he hung up. And then five minutes later, he called back and goes, Reggie, listen, <laughs> I just got out. I want to see you. I don't care what your mom's been telling you. 
like i want to see my boy and i was like i'm sorry this isn't reggie i'm being serious with you and this was like when i first moved to los angeles i got the number i guess it was his first number. And he was like he's like you're breaking my heart so just know that he hangs up and then he calls back five minutes later and, no. like, and you pick up again <laughs> i felt awful that this yeah. person would probably just like spent i don't know how much time away from society was trying to reconnect with his son and i had his son's number and now like this father son fucking he got game dream of like reconnecting it was never gonna happen i I, he picked up the phone and i said hey listen and he goes is this really a wrong number and i said yeah i'm sorry and he's like it's okay and he just hung up and like i never heard from him again i guess he found another avenue to reach his son but like he got out and he really wanted to talk, call his son. And I'm really glad, like, I hope, I hope they reconnected. And I'm really glad that I, that I somehow had the wherewithal to not answer a wrong number. How I usually do. What up? It's Chud. (laughs) When most people call me and it's a wrong number and they ask for some weird name, that's not mine, obviously. And it could be any name, but mine really, it's a wrong number. I usually just pause and I go, Three more days. And I just hang up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just leave them with that. Oh, I'm really glad you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if he was like, son, I, w- I just got out. I did some hard time and I want to see you. And I was just like, three more days. <laughs> oh, my God. That poor guy. It's like, <laughs> like, And I'm going back in because nope. <laughs> I, I, You know, it's like if I, had, if I ever lost like an extreme amount of weight, like I think – if I was really mean, I would just go around to restaurants that had like outdoor seating and I would just go up to people and be like, thinner. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. All right. That's a goal that I'm going to have to achieve. Yeah. If, listen, if you lose a lot of weight, I think that you should go around and maybe like get really pasty. Just go sure. up to people and just go thinner. <laughs> like in the Stephen King movie. Just do it. I think that's perfect, especially if you live in LA. Especially if you live in LA, just go around Beverly Hills. (laughs) I figure we're on this planet for a very limited time. Might as well. And we're all going to get the same going away present. It's going to be like six feet of dirt. And then a couple years later, we get sucked into the sun when it like expands. So like, there's no escaping this planet. I tried. I I I got in a jetpack the other night, and a bunch of people like talked on me like i was like i thought we were good i, I got three thousand feet up in the air and, and the air traffic controller was like dude you gotta get down <laughs> i lo- i would love to have been in the cockpit when that happened they're just like uh <laughs> is there a guided jetpack flying past and they said it was like 300 yards from like where they were uh where the cockpit was so like that's that's not that far in terms of a giant airline <laughs> no i tried to get out of the way first off the planes are big okay like credit yeah. that yeah. uh but listen uh i tried to get out of the way and uh and i think they were aiming for me it was really weird <laughs> uh and of course i'm gonna put myself in the flight path the only place to land is the runway you think i want to right land on the 405 that's <laughs> terrible um okay listen we okay. we got to get serious because i know we talked about uh death but um we got to talk about this this really awful 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 news we got and uh, again the, the chat room is open and we'll read your comments but Chadwick Boseman Jesus I just 1976 to 2020 uh the Black Panther uh he's just 
uh, what shock did you experience learning I, about when, Chadwick Boseman? I have a friend that likes to inform people about big deaths, which is always weird. Um, but when he texted, I thought it was a joke. Um, and I was like, this is a weird thing to put out right now. Um, and then, of course, you know, the immediate thought is like, was it Corona? And then come to find out that he's been struggling with cancer since the day, like, I think even like either the day or like a little bit after he was announced to play Black Panther. Four he, years. He yeah. Carried, yeah. From stage yeah. three to stage four, he had colon cancer and it's not pretty. Uh, our friend Matt died of colon cancer at 31 years old last year and watching a human being wither away and get to the point where they can't consume solids or liquids. Yeah. And, is you know there was a moment where uh i remember just sending matt a facebook message saying hey listen i know you may not even have the strength to respond to this but love you man and my life will always be different you know because you were in it and then yeah. like seeing seeing that read receipt uh, like the read receipt was big for me because he didn't it was it was pretty late in the game and chad sure. Bozeman, like what strength to carry this for that long well and to say such beautiful like i i've been watching nonstop all of his speeches and things that he's given um he was so profound and so inspiring which i was like while you're struggling with this thing and you know trying to take care of yourself he's still trying to give back to everybody like mm -hmm. all the morsels of knowledge that he had um and all the beauty that he had in him. And we had, we had just watched probably last weekend, uh, 21 bridges and he's phenomenal. I was like, I just, I remember I even said, I cannot wait to see what he comes out with next because mm -hmm. it was such a great movie. And it just, it's just so it's, it's heartbreaking. And I, I just feel for his poor family and everybody who was good friends with him. Geekscape is uh, Ian Kerner sent it to me, and uh, I think it, it was incredible. But his Black Panther director Ryan Coogler wrote uh, a, a piece about Chadwick's passing and how they met. Uh, you know, and Marvel was saying, "Hey, this is the guy who's going to be playing Black Panther. We really want you to direct it. You should go meet with him." And from that meeting on, just everything that. Uh, they just became really close. And it sounds like something that happened a lot with Chadwick, um, you know, and it's one of the best things I've read in a long time. So if y'all can go out and find Ryan Coogler's, uh, I don't want to call it a eulogy. It was just, it's just a piece on how incredible Chadwick Boseman was, was yeah. to the point where, you know, he met him on the, the set of uh, Marvel's uh, Captain America Civil War. And, he's working with the older actor who is a, a, a legend of African cinema. And he, you know, the, remember the older actor who played uh, T'Challa's father in civil right. war and they're making decisions about what African language to speak as the, the, the Wakandan language and the decisions right. they made. And, uh, and then Chadwick goes and memorizes not only like he just an entire monologue in a language he's never spoken before. And he does it, very quickly to do it in this scene to, you know, as it, it's just impressive how dedicated he was to like so many facets of his life. And I don't think that you can see it more clearly than the fact that this guy is battling a fatal like disease 
while he's at the height of his career, the amount of output he did while he was sick is just, it's unfathomable. It's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. And a young guy. Yeah. Very young. Um, Yeah. uh, He had so much more in him and uh, I don't know. It's, it's almost like it's, it's hard to say anything proper about it all. Um, when he's had, he just had so many beautiful things to say about the world and, and passion for acting. And he was so talented. And I don't know if you heard the the story that um, he was w- with an interviewer um, talking to them about um, how he like bulked up for Black Panther and then he slimmed down for some of these other movies. And I was like, that must've been incredibly difficult. And Chadwick just said, he laughed and he was like, you have no idea. He's like, one day I'll tell you all about the whole story. But uh, he's like, you have no idea. Yeah, I think we know the story now. He was battling colon cancer. Yeah, exactly. Insane. So I want y'all all to go out and not only vote, Yes. But also get checked. Like, Please. again, like I said at the top of the show, without your health, you got nothing. And I think as geeks, yeah. the stereotype is that we're not very healthy people. Uh, right. I got to tell you, my back is whacked out from having beat God of War over the weekend. Hey, <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy the ending? I enjoyed the ending to the game that everybody loved uh, yeah. two years ago. God of War is incredible. Um, okay. I and and I started beating all the, I started beating all the Valkyries, which is, you know, when I oh, checked yeah. with my friends to be like, Hey man, I'm going around and like, you know, doing all this Valkyrie stuff. They're like, are you insane? <laughs> you didn't I do remember that. The first Valkyrie I faced and I was like, what is this? Do I have to do this? This is insane. It's so yes, hard. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I don't know it, if I got through all of them though, but oh, I'm determined. Uh, it takes me about three tries to beat them. It takes me yeah. twice to like learn the moves. And then that third one, Valkyrie is going down. <laughs> I'm taking those Valkyries down and it's fun. It's uh, I, th- I think so, it's great when you beat a game and it still leaves you the world to explore and to finish. And okay. I had done everything but the Valkyrie. I've, I beat two Valkyries out of the eight before wow. I completed the game. Yeah. And, I, and I did everything else, everything yeah. else. So I will do those remaining six Valkyries yeah. and then I will move on to a game. And Geeks gave us, I know we got the PS5 coming out and we got the new Xbox coming out. Uh, what are you going to be playing going into Christmas? The game I'm looking at right now that my friends have been recommending is Control, which I hear is awesome. I've been meaning, I think I, I downloaded that from Game Pass on Xbox. Um, I've been meaning to get into that because I, I keep seeing the trailer and whatnot, and it looks really good um, mm. and intriguing. I hear it's very puzzle oriented. I love that. That's some of those are some of my favorite parts of God of War is just trying to figure out how to open chests or how yeah. to like do certain things. Yeah. Um, I learned about the Chadwick Boseman uh, passing uh, again from uh, my friend Ian Kerner, who's on the show frequently, and Justin. While I was in my car, sitting in the drive-in, which was actually the Rose Bowl parking lot, uh, I went to this thing. The, the New Mutants is out. This is the Marvel movie uh-huh. that was like supposed to come out three years ago, and New Mutants. Uh, is based on the Marvel comic that's like the young, young X-Men. Cause when you right. remember it's like the third phase of X-Men, uh, you have the first, it's like the, the core five, you know, you got Cyclops, Jean Grey and Iceman and beast and angel. Yeah. And then X-Men got canceled after like 
several uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it ran up until like the 50s or 60s or 70 issues. And then it got canceled and they didn't get revamped until the 70s when they came back and uh, and brought like the 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 other international team, that, or the new international team that had like Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler. That's that's the popular team. That's the team that like everybody, everybody knows. Loves. Yeah. Um, and so the New Mutants was like the mid 80s attempt to do a new X-Men team and they were new teenagers. They were new international mutants. And this, this was the new mutants who like in the eighties were super popular and, uh, and, but they were never as popular. They were never going to be as popular as the Wolverine X-Men and the, but um, they got Chris Claremont to write it. Chris, Chris Claremont's the guy who like wrote the dark Phoenix saga, days of future past, all the classic X-Men stories from the early eighties. And this one, uh, the movie, I got to tell you, Talk about troubled. It was supposed to come out three years ago. It went through the whole Fox-Disney merger. You thought this movie was never going to come out. Uh, You start hearing rumors about how bad the movie is. You start hearing rumors about the reshoots. You start hearing all these different stories about how Disney's going to shelve it. Um, I got to tell you. To be be honest, is kind of par for the course in terms of X-Men movies. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, like it just seems to be in the genre of, them coming across the silver screen but uh, mau mau says i heard the co-creator of the comic uh his name was spelt wrong in the credits of new mutants i did not check no. that but i gotta tell you if it's the artist bill Shinkowitz, who i totally mispronounced who has an incredible artist like he did like sure. the lecture assassin stuff he has a really cool expressive art style yeah. um if it's bill Shinkowitz, i think uh, is his name uh easy to misspell Totally easy to spell. It is a like Eastern European name that is super easy to misspell because it has like two yeah, like vowels in it. Still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you should double check that. Um, but again, still feels par for the course with X Men movies. <laughs> well, I won't get in, I won't get into spoiler territory here because I'm still uh, looking forward to sitting down with Ian and doing a special with him because. Whenever any of these Marvel movies come out, and this is still technically a Marvel movie, whenever these movies come out, I sit down with Ian and we go full spoilerific. Ian is in, is an encyclopedia of comic knowledge, and we talk about uh, Marvel movies on Geekscape specials. So I'll save the spoiler stuff for the Ian special, where we just go and talk about New Mutants once he's seen the movie. But uh, I got to tell you, for a movie that people said was going to be a complete disaster, it's been a complete disaster upon... Uh, making, I was looking forward to it because, hey, what's to lose? It's probably a great drive-in movie. You don't have to, t- you know, it's, it can be campy. It doesn't have to be that good because you're doing a picnic in your car. Uh, I really enjoyed New Mutants. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I actually think that as far as the X universe goes on film, it's as loyal as I mean, Deadpool is the one that nailed it tonally, character-wise. Like Deadpool is kind of the high bar. I love the X Men yeah. movies to some degree. I love X Men X Two. I love X Two. I I really enjoy um, uh, First Class. I kind of to a degree enjoy Days of Future Past. Okay. Uh, but there were all in every core X Men movie. There were like places where you're like, wait a minute, why did he do? Wait, that's not the character. Yeah. Like yeah. Kitty Pr- Kitty Pride doesn't have those powers. Or you're sitting there going. Wait, why did Mystique do this when right. she's doing that? Mystique, like, doing this, yeah. like, what's going on? <laughs> like, just weird interpretations. Uh, I got to tell you, New Mutants is probably up there with Deadpool as far as 
being totally faithful to the characters. That's it is fantastic. The movie only has like six people in it. <laughs> the five, <laughs> the five new mutants and like their doctor. So you're you're watching them in this like this psych ward uh where they are learning to control their powers so that they're not dangerous to themselves or others and they're discovering their powers and they were all put there because there had been a disaster with their powers but the characters are all pretty consistent with their comic book iterations they're pretty faithful and they act consistently with their characters not like you're not going to get a scene like at the end of uh days of future past where like the striker ends up being mystique and then you're like scratching your head being like wait but then Weapon X is supposed to happen after that. Why would Mystique, who's horrified by the torturing of mutants earlier in the movie, then put Wolverine, who she just fished out of the water, into the Weapon X program where he gets a Banium in his skeleton and is tortured? Like, there's like weird consistency okay. stuff sure. for the characters in those movies. This one was fun. It's um, pretty true to form and all that. Yeah. And is it a good, is it a great movie? Not really. Is it a good movie? I think it's totally a good Jeez. movie. I wish that it would be a trilogy because some of the stuff you read about that they actually shot but cut, you're like, damn, that would have been good. And Uh there's Easter eggs in this movie, (coughs) both blatantly and subtly. The Easter eggs in this movie are awesome. Okay. All right. I said it. I'm going to mute myself now so I can cough. Do you, okay, go for it. Do you feel that like in being in quarantine for so long and like having so little content to consume and like watch and enjoy, do you feel like your taste has been lowered at all? I feel like no. If anything, I am sharper and my tastes are heightened, like <laughs> like like a freaking Canadian berserker rage enabled Wolverine. My <laughs> senses are at the highest because all right. All right. <laughs> listen. This New Mutants movie is good, and it should get sequels, and I wish that this thing hadn't just gotten a drive-in release, but I got to tell you, that drive-in was packed with cars. The cars were packed with people. Well, hopefully they were all potting together because Corona. Um, They're chatting together. And 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 it's supposed to get a a VOD DVD release later in November, so... Uh, I kind of wish it would kind of done like day and date with the the drive-in so that people who couldn't make it to a drive-in could go see the movie for themselves and watch it at home. Um, But you can't really do that and then like charge people from Milan later or Disney (laughs) Plus. Like Disney kind of like, Disney kind of is like, oh yeah, we can't really dump it on Disney Plus because... I mean, they will eventually, but yeah, yeah. No, they're kind of setting their own precedent and I, everybody's just figuring it out at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Um, it's a fun movie and I look forward to talking about it with Ian because there were moments in the movie yeah. where I got legitimately excited to see these characters on screen and I want to see more of them. And I definitely want to see the planned trilogy that the director wanted because some yeah. of it sounded really cool. Uh, so I'm a New Mutants fan and I hope that the, there's a small fan like like uproar that builds around the movie yeah because it was fun and it and it absolutely can fit in the mcu if you can put deadpool in the mcu which they're totally going to put deadpool in the mcu you can put new mutants in the mcu i'm curious if they're ever going to do is uh deadpool kills the mcu (laughs) uh because that way i like i know like like i get it i know but at the same time it's so bonkers it's such a great potential movie <laughs> well, it has to be a sequel to the punisher kills the mcu which was the original kills the mcu comic that came out in the mid 90s so uh i'm down but you know the disney stockholders would be like wait you're, wait what are you doing you're, you're killing, killing everybody 
You can't do this. Uh, they're going to retrofit it. Anyway. Uh, Rickdo says, should Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, or someone else play Dazzler in a movie? Well, we got a Dazzler in Dark Phoenix. It was uh, a nice brief scene. I thought it was cool. Uh, there were not a lot of highlights for me in Dark Phoenix, but that was seeing Dazzler was cool. I don't know. I don't know if you get a high profile person to play uh, a smaller like niche like- character like Dazzler because you end up in this pro- problem where you create, uh, you, you know, you get a high profile person like Jennifer uh, uh, Lawrence did in, in Mystique, and then you lose her, uh, and she gets very expensive very quickly, especially when you start adding you know, really big high-profile actors like James McAvoy and et cetera around them, like that cast becomes very expensive. So I don't know if you go for a big name for a character like Dazzler. If, you, if you're going to put Dazzler in the movie, I think you got to make a smaller name. And, uh, and I don't see how you do Dazzler, who has light powers, and not just do Jubilee, who has sparky like spark powers. <laughs> like, <their> powers. <laughs> uh, Jim Puganelli says New Mutants is going to be going to go to HBO Max. It's oh. still under Fox's terms with HBO, despite Fox owning Disney now. That's an interesting thing, and I think it's okay. nice. Well, we'll see. I just want I just want Geekscapers to watch the movie because I enjoyed the movie, yeah. and y'all can come back and be like, "You were wrong. New Mutants stunk." Uh, but I loved it. It's funny. X-Men is kind of my blind spot, but the one movie that I did watch, the new movie that I watched over the weekend was the new Bill and Ted uh, movie. And honestly, I had a lot of fun with that movie because I I was introduced to Bill and Ted pretty, uh, pretty late in the game. And um, like a couple of weeks ago, late in the game, (laughs) because that was what? I know. Well, here's the thing. Um, I grew up very Christian, so I wasn't allowed to watch certain movies in uh, certain contexts. So a lot of like a lot of my geekdom and a lot of my stuff has come very late in life. Uh, and so I saw. Oh, actually, okay. First, Bill and Ted. I didn't see until maybe a couple months ago. It was in quarantine. I know. I know. I you know. Were the one but- was just saying, hey, in quarantine, have you has your taste been numbed for content? And you haven't even seen Bill and Ted. I got to tell you, shortly before the recording of this podcast, Heidi admitted to me that she hasn't seen my favorite Tim Burton movie. That's right. It's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's a classic (laughs) and it's amazing. And you know I have it on DVD and we're going to rectify that. Don't you worry, Gabus. You will be watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure and that is not some kind of weird sex metaphor. She will be (laughs) seeing the Tim Burton classic. Uh, so you watched Bill and Ted. What did you think of the first two Bill and Ted movies before we get into our Bill and Ted face the music talk? Okay, so the first one I thought was so much fun. Um, I, I love the idea of just like idiot genius. It's it's kind of been a reoccurring theme, I think, through history and of film. Um, the second one was so bonkers. It felt like, you know, the robot in Rocky Four, how that just kind of appears. It feels like that entire movie was the Rocky Four robot, <laughs> but. Yeah. That being said, I enjoy. <laughs> is this wrong that I enjoy Bogus Journey more than Excellent Adventure? I love Excellent Adventure. And I love both Bill and Ted those films, but Bogus Journey to me is amazing yeah. because of that. It is weird. So the thing, they're their own movies. Like I feel like so when you go through space and time, <laughs> but then you go. <laughs> that was a wait. Derek says that is the best. The robot is the best part of Rocky no, Four. No, I heard uh, that there's no. a new cut of Rocky Four where they don't put the robot in. I'm like, thank you because that's, that robot that's, has no. That, that is not a world I want to live on. 
<laughs> Bogus nope. Journey was insane to begin with. First of all, George Carlin's outfits, they just threw together <laughs> some stuff and slapped it on his body. Like you could see where the cuts had it. So we're like, eh, fuck it. It's, it's like they raided Arsenio Hall's wardrobe and put it on <laughs> George Carlin for Bogus Journey. His, uh, no, they, they cut, so they're like, this could be like Arsenio Hall's <laughs> but I love Bogus Journey. Budget. It's fun. It's a totally fun movie. It's like for that one, they totally go. It's existential with like heaven and hell and all this stuff. It's insane, but I loved it. I thought it was really fun. And then honestly, I had a blast with this one. I I loved Face the Music. Okay, I, so let's talk about it. Let, right. It's my way of saying let me just give me time to throw up the banner on the live video feed. Let's talk about Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, I don't necessarily want to spoil it for the Geekscapists because. Uh, uh, you know, we don't do spoilers on the show, but what uh, I think you enjoyed it, I'm guessing. I did. I did. And I do see somebody talking about Noho Hag. He was fantastic. Noho Hag, the guy from Barry, uh, he plays a character in this. Um, him saying his name, Dennis Caleb McCoy, was probably the funniest thing. And I honestly, I loved the daughters. They did fantastic impressions of Bill and Ted as a, though they were younger. And even the girl who plays, um, I want to say Ted's daughter, even like had the whole like head movement and everything, mm-hmm. which was yeah. dead on. Uh, they were fantastic. Yeah. I thought that, you know, this might be blasphemous, but it's kind of crazy that in one weekend I saw two new releases and almost immediately I haven't done that in months. It's been uh, a while. Yeah. And I think that it's also crazy that, out of the two new releases, I actually enjoyed New Mutants more than Bill and Ted Face the Music. Because, <laughs> you know what? I really enjoyed Bill and Ted Face the Music. I think Bill and Ted Face the Music is a lot of fun. And like you said, you're just feeling it over and over again. It's it's a little bit of like just nostalgia. But yeah. they add so much new stuff. Dennis, the killer robot, is probably <laughs> my favorite addition of the Bill and Ted universe. I can totally watch a Dennis... like. Uh, uh, movie by itself oh, no, and the actor if y'all aren't watching Barry on HBO if you're not watching Bill Hader's Barry on HBO you're missing out on a great series and he's one of the best actors in it um, it, it is uh, yeah I enjoyed Bill and Ted Face the Music um, I think that it was a lot of fun it's what you want in a Bill and Ted movie uh, the the one thing is like I, I did kind of want the daughters to not be Bill and Ted-ish I wanted right. them to to be into music, but what if they were not dopey like Bill and Ted? What if they were just super smart? And they, and there are aspects of them that are, um, but uh, you know, it, it took away a little bit away from the uniqueness that are Bill and Ted to have two characters that are close to them in the same movie. That being said, the movie's awesome. Yeah, I think the movie's fun. Yeah, no, no, and I get, I get not wanting them to be exactly like them. Um, I. I- just couldn't see their kids being like total geniuses for any reason. Like, and, I, and I know like they're female characters. We don't want to portray for female well, characters. Yeah. That's not why it's just to kind of use as foils, you know? Right. Right. Well, I, I just, I thought they had that whole basically idiot savant thing still. Um, and that uh, one of the daughters was like, super knowledgeable about like multiverse type, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. It was fun to see death again. Because again, yes. like I'm a huge Bogus Journey fan, oh, so seeing was- Death again was great. Seeing like the Maybe way that their right. careers had fallen apart, and I love that Bill and Ted are faced with the idea of like, okay, in the first movie, you were told that you were going to write a song that saves the world. 
right. where is it? And now they have to race to into the multiverse to steal it from themselves because somewhere in the multiverse they wrote the song that saves the the, saves the world. The world, the all universe. of oh yeah, all of existence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love seeing you can see in the trailers where they show up in like a, a prison, and Bill and Ted are now like these jacked up guys in prison. There's different iterations <laughs> of Bill and Ted in the multiverse. I loved seeing those scenes where they're where they're like ending up facing each other and having to outsmart each other. I thought it was amazing. That stuff was great. Though, a lot of fun. Even though I saw the trailer with them all jacked up, I didn't realize it was them like in some future where they're all jacked up in prison. And I was just like, when they got to that part, I was like, oh, that's them. Oh, the and- makeup was amazing in this. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup, the, the makeup in this movie is almost is one of the best parts of the movie. Just seeing all the different versions of Bill and Ted with the different makeup was awesome. And I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but like, Watch them if you're a Bill and Ted fan. Watch this movie. It is, it, you know, even if it's not like the most amazing movie plot wise and this and that. Like I think the movie's a lot of fun. It just feels good to watch a Bill and Ted movie, and I'll take another Bill and Ted movie any day of the week. Amen. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. true. I, I will say the ending felt a bit abrupt for me, mm-hmm. but everything else was just it was pure fun. I was laughing the whole time. Um, it was it was a crazy fun ride. Um, yeah. It's kind of just what those movies are. Yeah, Jim Pelgrinelli says that he's still not over how good Alex Winter was. Alex Winter yeah. is fantastic. Uh, he, our, kept, he kept his whole character. I will. I feel like Keanu like dropped a little bit of his character. Maybe, I mean, it, I mean, it, might, it might have been in the writing because, I mean, he even says in the trailer, he's like, I'm just tired. Um, <laughs> and I was like... Oh wow, that's so weird to hear. <laughs> uh, on Twitch, Cat Lady Seven Twenty Three, who's also known as Slowme, longtime geeks gave us from the beginning. She yeah. says, "If John gives this his blessing, I'm stoked to watch it tonight. I think you should. I think you should watch it yeah. tonight. I liked the Bill and Ted face the music." Um, yeah. Rickto says, "It looked like they put a silicon mask of Keanu on a different actor." Hey, hey, man. Let's see you at, <laughs> at, at, at age 50-something. You definitely won't be pulling no John Wick, <laughs> for well, and, sure. And to that same effect, Alex Winter looked freaking amazing for he, his he, age, too. They've both been taking care of themselves. And uh, and maybe it's because Alex Winter has not been having to like do stunts on films. <laughs> he's been, he's been directing documentaries. There's I was a, just going to say, yeah, I can't believe that he's just directing documentaries now. He, just he makes some very very good documentaries if y'all want to see a good one uh he made a documentary it was one of his early documentaries on napster on the whole history of napster around the time napster was falling apart it was great and when i was doing some uh early on in geekscape i was doing a show for fox called singledom that we were doing as like a pilot and i would go into meet on singledom and they were also using uh there were other directors in that little hubbub i ended up just doing geekscape but they all ended up doing great stuff uh yeah <laughs> um give yourself some time yeah Al- alex winter was one of the other directors and alex winters i would show up to fox and alex winter and they'd be like oh you just missed alex winters and i'm like you uh, need to call me next yeah. time you have a meeting with alex winters i need i want to meet alex winters so much here's the yeah. irony of this whole thing is that I, uh, this was an office that was just off the, the Fox lot over by the deck. It was on Santa Monica in like Beverly Glen or something. And I would go to this office maybe once a week. And there were three times that I missed Alex Winters. It was like, oh, you missed Alex Winters. He was just here. Mm-hmm. One, one day I'm over there and there's no Alex Winters talk, but I get into the elevator to leave. Who's in the elevator wearing a motorcycle jacket, holding his helmet? Keanu Reeves. 
<laughs> I get it. I totally, for, I totally forgot the story until now. I get in the ele- I get in the elevator, and this is this is a oh, this is this is eleven twelve years ago. Uh, well, you would regularly see creatives and, and sure. talent over there. So I get in the elevator, and Keanu Reeves is standing there, you know, and he's kind of leaning back in the elevator, and he's got his motorcycle jacket, and he, he just looks cool as hell because he's freaking Keanu Reeves, and he's awesome, and and uh, and. I was so shocked. I just like I'm just like looking at him, and he and he looks back at me, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And then, he, and, and then I realize I didn't hit the elevator button for any floor, and he just goes, "Okay," and he hits the close button. He's like, "You're you guess you're going to the garage," and I was like, uh, "I will go anywhere." with you I mean I parked around the I didn't say it but I mean I parked on the street but oh, I, I totally I totally I totally took the uh no actually I, I I was in the garage I remember oh. because the guys in the garage were very nice to me uh I was in the garage and I took the garage with Keanu Reeves That's and he was very he, we didn't talk but he looked at me he shrugged he hit the closed elevator button and then he, we rode in silence for three floors, and uh, and he got on his motorcycle and he drove away, and he was the best. <laughs> uh, Jim Pagnarelli says, if you can track it down, Alex Winters, he directed this movie called Freaked. It's one of Matt Kelly of Horror Movie Night's favorite movies. It's a fun movie. It is an effing weird movie, and sure. it's also like if you're a Mr. T fan, if you watch Freaked, it may dent your appreciation of Mr. T. And oh, some, suddenly we're talking about Rocky characters again because he was in Rocky Three, so. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> yep, of course. Um, yeah, I heard that somebody, one of my friends uh, met Alex Winter and he was like, he's just the sweetest guy, which is what I assume of Keanu as well. He's the sweetest guy and he just loves movies. He loves talking about movies um, and doesn't mind. Like if you just go up and talk to him about stuff, it's like, doesn't mind. Talk we, have about- a, we have a Geekscape friend, Tommy Avalone. Some of y'all may know him from past episodes. He directs uh, really awesome documentaries. He did the uh, the one about meeting Bill Murray and like how much you wanted to meet Bill Murray. It's uh, the Bill Murray stories. It's up on Netflix right now where different people talk about these weird stories of having run into Bill Murray that are like real stories of Bill Murray just suddenly showing up at like their softball game or at like their wedding or their house party. And these are real stories. And, he, and Tommy did this documentary. He also did a great documentary about mall Santas 11 months out of the year when it's not December called I Am Santa Claus with Mick Foley. Tommy is friends with Alex through the documentary directing filmmaking circuit. And we've talked about getting Alex on the show because I would love to talk to the guy about his filmmaking and yeah. everything. He, he's awesome. Um, yeah, he is. He's uh, just a solid guy. Cat also- Lady on on Twitch says, I saw Freaked really young and I thought it was made up until I heard Alex Winter ta- Winters talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> no, Freaked is real. It's just a really weird movie. I love that you saw the movie and were even, even after seeing the movie, you're like, this can't be a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> she saw it as a young age and she's like, did I yeah. dream that? If you, dream, if you dreamed Freaked at a young age, you had a messed up child. Because <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Freaked is weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music, we definitely recommend it. And I absolutely recommend honestly, it. Honestly, if if you're up for like having a picnic in your car and going out to the drive-in to watch New Mutants and you're a fan, I say go watch New Mutants. I liked I liked New Mutants. It was fun. Right. You know, you keep talking about the drive-in stuff and I still haven't done it yet. Mark and I still haven't done it yet and we're you're talking me into it. I I'm, I'm thinking that this might be a fun little outing type of thing to do. We're pretty we're 
we're pretty holed up. <laughs> we haven't really gone out. Listen, Katie, Josh's father was like he died of coronavirus. I would I would never leave my house again. Jonathan, and and I very Mark? what's that? His Mark. Name is I'm sorry, I said Josh. I was saying I was thinking of Josh because when I was thinking about that bubble that I was in, that creative bubble, Josh Josh Trank, director of the last Fantastic Four movie, was also in that uh, little system. So, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, Mark's father died of coronavirus, and uh, yeah, uh, I would I I don't know I don't know how I feel about this stuff because uh, clearly I go out and I exercise in the morning. Uh, I had a meeting today, socially distanced from my producer, uh, you know, and. You know, we're talking about how do we go back to production? You know, there's, yeah. you know, P- I, I look up and I see people shooting, uh, listening to Ronnie Cheng talk about uh, going to Australia and filming a movie. Right. Uh, it was Shang-Chi. I mean, let's not be secret about that. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one major Hollywood film. Like, there's in only Australia. one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, listening yeah. to them talk about production and also like seeing my friends online do shorts and doing one day shoots or pop-ups and so like i want to go back and shoot but we got to do it safely i've been tested four times i'm going to keep getting tested i'm going to keep social distancing and i'm going to make sure anybody that walks up on one of my sets whether i'm filming for a week or filming for a day or filming for a month like we're going to regularly get tested i'm freaked out by this whole thing which brings me back to the big point of the show you know what i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say y'all should vote <laughs> all oh, right i was hoping for that little thing oh there it is okay yeah to vote geekscape is like you know uh i'm getting a little bit stir crazy creatively i've been writing a lot i've been developing okay. a lot uh a lot of that stuff to like is geekscape stuff and i love live streaming with y'all this has been a really fun episode and there's a lot of people who've been watching this but I want to get back to telling some cool stories right. with a camera and with some scripts and with other people in person. And there's only one way to get out of that. We have got to put this pandemic behind us and we've got to like put a pretty dark chapter of yeah. American history behind us. I, I don't remember this going on any time in my previous like 36 years, but the last four years have been pretty nasty. Uh, you got to vote. Yeah. And it's the only thing that's going to make things change is uh, it's, it, it's kind of one of those things that like when you feel creatively stuck, like you ha- there's something in you that you have to change when we're stuck as a country and technically as a world, we have, we've got some things to change. Um, Watching the say- RNC and people being like, Oh, this is by Bi- like Biden's America is going to be scary. And they're showing imagery from Trump's from America. Trump's America. I, and I'm like, like what? Are you I, trying to gaslight all of us? Like, dude, homie, you're showing footage from your presidency and threatening people with it. And I will say everybody does have their own opinion. Everybody does have their right to vote for whatever side you want. Please um, don't vote third party. That's the only thing that I beg of you. I understand that like, you have your voice and you have your say in everything. But uh, third party is just, it's going to sway it the wrong way. Um, so please. I'm going to augment that. A tiny bit, Katie. I'm going to say in the presidential election or yes. your senator's election or the con- congressional, the, at the top of the ticket, like at the, the presidential and your senatorial elections. Yes. Yes, I agree with Katie. Do not vote no third, third party. party. We have got to flip this because we're living in a really weird time. And yeah. this is not your traditional Republican. These are like weird 
Like again, you, there's there's like like Katie just had a caravan of tanks drive past her house last like like last Sunday. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, let's bring back the rational Republicans. They will they will be there. You know, yeah. uh, you got you know who's the dude in in Utah who sounds like a. I mean, imagine him. Like pretty fair dude. I'm yeah, like, no, I'm like there are a couple. There are, there are a couple out of, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and local John McCain was one of them. And I'm not. You know, I like Biden, but Biden also. He authored the 94 crime bill that sent a lot of black men into prison. Like there's a lot of stuff that that I like, but you, but at the top of the ticket, you gotta, you gotta toss this guy. And then if you want to do third party, let's find some cool local elections, some independents, some people with some crazy ideas. Vote. I'm so into, I'm so, so into for local elections and things like that. Absolutely. Get involved in that kind of stuff as well. I just want to also shout out, say, Hey, what's up, Aaron Hedrick. Sorry. Saw you earlier. I love Aaron. Aaron's been, uh, been talking and, uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron, if you have Aaron's just been talking in the comments, and Aaron, if you have not watched the Bill's Murray stories on Netflix, I think you'd really enjoy it. That's Tommy Avaloni's do- documentary, and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dan Campazano, he he's in the chat, and he says you're talking about Mitt Romney. Yes, I'm talking about fellow Utah Jazz fan from Utah, Mitt Romney, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, it, you know, it's just the the whole strategy was. Uh, vote for me because only I can fix all this shit that has been broken since I've been in charge. I'm like, dude, we didn't have this shit. Yeah, like, and especially, here's the thing that I find interesting. There's so many promises that have been broken, um, especially, and like, I know it's a politician's way, but let's just take one specific example. He said he was going to ban TikTok. I don't know about y'all, but I've seen a lot more TikTok videos and it has not been banned. (laughs) What about that wall? (laughs) <laughs> did, did you did you get your racist wall? <laughs> not only did you not get your racist wall, you paid for you, 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 you paid, paid for, for it. it. <laughs> you paid for the non-racist wall. And if you paid for it through uh the racist wall for America or whatever that <laughs> that, that that thing was, you, you got grifted. Got jacked. <laughs> yeah. Steve yeah. Bannon grifted you. So now you have to pay to be racist. So yeah. let's just correct the whole ship. Let's yeah. not vote for celebrities anymore. Let's not vote for reality TV show hosts or else we're all going to end up on fucking Survivor like we're doing right now. Yeah, we like, definitely are. And a lot of a lot of people are losing and that that really sucks. <laughs> that really like sucks. Like you said, like 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 we're telling you right here on the show if you're acting like this is a hoax, if you're acting like it's all a bunch of deep state lies, Katie here, her boyfriend Mark who she lives with, who can come on camera anytime, his own father <laughs> died of corona, a pandemic that did not have to happen. Yeah. And the thing that's frustrating to me is that there's even people that are denying that this is a pandemic to begin with, which I am shocked by. Um, 6%. I think that we're we're smarter as a country and we're smarter, especially in the geek realm. We're a lot smarter than um, than a lot of this conversation has gone. (laughs) So. Please, yeah. please share, share safety, share, share everything, but don't share your germs, <laughs> share your love, share your safety. Don't share your germs. Do not uh, share your germs. Please yeah. lock down no. and pod up with people. Like yeah. I think and there's it, like three people in my pod. There's no, there's four. There's Heidi and another couple. That's yeah. it. That's who we see. I would love to see all of you. And here's the thing. Before this pandemic hit, I wanted to do these Geekscape Lives. I wanted to do them in a theater. I, uh, I talked to Katie about it. I said, yeah. hey, Katie, like we got to do, we got to find cool theaters and do once a month a, a live Geekscape on stage with a desk and like 
cool co-host stuff and skits. We wanted to do that. Sketches. Uh, I def- I dare call them skits. No, no, they're skits for me because I'm not as good as you. And then uh, for me, it's like a high school skit. For you, you uh, make them professional. You make them sketches. I'm going to keep saying that now that I know it's your button. I hate it so much. I'll be like, enjoy some skits. And then third grade when you're trying to learn the food groups. Sketches uh, yeah. And I think that's about the level of maturity that I would bring to those skits. Uh, and, I would, uh, and I wanted to do picnics. I wanted to do some Geekscape picnics and like meetups and stuff like that. So maybe next year, but yeah. we got to vote. And that's that's what we're going to talk about. So yeah. uh, any final thoughts, Katie? Uh, just be kind to each other, guys. And that, that means not just uh, being selfish and kind to yourself, but be kind to other people. You have no idea. I mean, you've seen it through Chadwick. You've seen it through so many people. Please just be kind to people. You have no idea what they're going through. Uh, you miss a prime opportunity to say be excellent to each other. Oh, um, I may never forgive you for that. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Katie, if I'm going to be doing live skits with you, I'm going to need I you to be you fast. So much. I hate you so much with that. <laughs> Mau Mau in the, on Twitch says, I want to see some of Katie's skits. Mau Mau, why? You Let's be careful with how we write that because two letters get swapped out for one letter and you're not going to be watching oh, Katie's skits. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. This is a live video show, but we do have our standards. They're very <laughs> low, but those will be beneath them. Uh, Katie, do not show your skits. <laughs> on, on the live video, please. Maybe that'll get you to stop saying skits. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to go uh, finish the episode and go down the street and get myself some Skittles. <laughs> uh, a rainbow of fruit flavors. Uh, Katie, you do what you got to do. Uh, you can find Katie on social media at L Sassy Pants. L Sassy Pants, mistress of skits. Uh, <laughs> you can find us. If this is you're watching live, you can find us on any podcatcher. Subscribe to Geekscape. If you get us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I think is what it's called, Google Play. We should be on all of them. Go ahead and leave us a review, those five stars. We love it. Visit geekscape.net if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts. We've got tons of them. Usually if you put Geekscape in a podcatcher, you'll see all the shows that we provide here on the Geekscape Network. And if you want to be a little bit social with us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, basically all of them social medias. Check out uh, the new t-shirts. The new t-shirts are awesome. Well, the new t-shirts are also sold out, Katie. Because what? I, I, well, I had to, I had to, I had to stop the the new the the, the pre-orders, and I actually have to put these in the mail now. So uh, <laughs> that is what we're gonna do. Well, never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but you can still order some of the classic shirts. Don't hate, create the Geekscape logo, the Geekscape dragon shirt we got a ton of cool designs we're going to make more of them but first things first we got to bring you some podcasts we got to bring you some films we got to bring you some projects we got to bring you some skits we got to bring you some cool stuff and uh katie thank you for joining me if you say skit one more goddamn time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, loves you and i love you guys too thanks for joining us everybody (laughs) we will talk to y'all next week What do you say? Set the date, subscribe, do all that stuff, and Geekscape forever. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.